Hello, this is Pastor Jay of Walk in Truth Radio Network and Senior Pastor of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Today's sermon, don't be locked out, put out, but be sealed in by the Holy Spirit. Listen, enjoy, and be blessed. Peace. Thank God today that I could see another day Amen. of his glory and his grace and all that he's doing in the body of Christ. During this time of circumstances, incidents, and accidents, God is still in control. He still, things are happening on his timetable. So I thank God, and I want to say hello and welcome from Walking True Christian Fellowship Church. I want to say welcome from our three churches in Kenya, Pastor Douglas, Pastor Antero, and Pastor Timothy, my sons in the gospel. I want to welcome them as they begin to listen online. And again, I just thank God today. You know, I've seen a lot of things in the past couple of years that has amazed me. But one thing that hasn't amazed me is how good God is. There's a lot of things that that has amazed me. There's elections going on. There's trouble in the streets. But the one thing I figured out is, you know what? God is still good. And as long as God is good, there's something always to be gathered from his goodness. In the midst of my turmoil, God is still good. In the midst of my incident, my accident, God is good. I had some bad news happen as if while we were sitting here in service, young Jeremy, JJ we call him, was driving his car as teenagers. You know how teenagers do, Pastor Purdy. They drive and they, they have fun and they be out all night, Brother Robin. You know how we used to do. So, but, but he fell asleep at the wheel. I don't know. Tow his whole car. I don't know. And the policeman said he could have been dead. But one thing. God is good. <laughs> see, see, you taught the car, but you didn't take his life. See, and then, see, we got to start thanking God a little bit more. But I'm going to sit down for a second because I want y'all to hear from one of y'all on. Amen. Sister Karen will give y'all some exaltation. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Sister Karen. I don't even know if I need this thing. Y'all know my mouth is loud anyway. First of all, I just want to tell y'all, I thank God for being here on today because I know today is a good day. Hallelujah. I just like lifting up his name. I like praising him. I like worshiping him. I like doing all the stuff that he wants me to do. Now, my question to you, are you doing what he wants you to do? Hallelujah. You know, I ask that question because in the Bible it said we're the salt of the world, right? It said we are the salt. So the things that are about to come out of my mouth, I don't mean no harm, but if you cut you, put some salt on it. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. God said we are the salt of the world. If God is giving you a job to do, let's be found doing it. Because you know what? He ain't going to never lead, lead us in the wrong way. Hallelujah. I just want to tell y'all something. Sometimes when you're cooking, just let's put it this way. Say you cook it and you don't add no salt to it. It's kind of bland, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. But when you put a little salt in it, it got a good little taste to it, don't it? Yeah. I can't hear it. Yeah. See, it. It got a better taste to it. So I'm here to tell you that the salt that the Lord has given you, it has great taste. My thing of it is, is how are you using your salt? Are you sharing your salt? Are you giving somebody too much salt on that cut they got? Let me tell you something. Sometimes you get cutting, you put uh, some salt on it, it's going to burn. But see, some of us have the tendency to put sugar on it. Sugar ain't going to do nothing for it. See, you need salt to heal it. Salt is a healing mechanism. So you know what? When God gives you the salt to take out here to give to somebody, just use a little bit at a time. 
because that salt helped wound, help those wounds, yeah. help people to 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 be established in what you were given. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't beat them across the head because you know at one point in time, y'all know we be across the head. I do you know the Lord. I want to tell you about Jesus. Jesus said do this. Jesus said do that. But see, some people you can't hit them like that. That's why they run. They're running because we hit them too hard across the head. But are you doing what God told you to do? How many talents do you have? Hallelujah. See, I, I learned this thing about these talents. In, 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 the, in the parable about the talents, it said, God gave one five, gave one two, and gave one one. And the one he gave one, then he won't do nothing with. But check this out. If he gave you five, you don't know how to do nothing with the one. Hello? <laughs> See, it's something about you got to know what God done gave you. It, it ain't what somebody told you you had. You got to believe and know what God has given you. Well, I know God has given me this now to praise and worship him, to encourage people, to lift them up, and in doing so, it lifts me up. It gives me great joy to know that I can say a, a little word. My, my pastor tell me, crow like he crow. Man, I feel like a crow just woo, woo, woo. It says, in the word, it says, you know, we need salt, not sugar. Uh, the sugar, <laughs> whoo, I don't know about y'all, but that sugar ain't working out, it wasn't working out too good for me. You know, sometimes you got to be bold for the Lord. He said, be bold. If, if, you, if you have faith and you believe God has called you to do what you're supposed to be doing, then you're supposed to be bold. He said, we are workmanship. We are made in his workmanship. And he said, what he started, he's going to complete it. Mm -hmm. So why are you so fearful of doing what the God told you and not what man told you? See, man will tell you a lot of things. Man will tell you, you could do this, you're supposed to be doing that. But what is God telling you? Are you listening to what God is telling you to do? Because God is the one who, who leads us. He's the one who gives us the job to do. Not man. We can listen to him. But you have to listen to what God is telling you. Amen. Because if you order for you to be the salt of the world, the light of the world, you have to do what God say do. Because he is the master. He got the master plan. I don't know what plan y'all want to follow, but I'm going to follow his plan. Because only he knows my life through and through. He knows my life. He knows your life. And all you got to do is take a little minute and say, okay, Lord, I need a little bit more salt. Because I got to go out here and I got to save some souls. I got to give somebody the pure word of God. Hallelujah. I just want y'all to remember that it's something we need and not should. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Come on, Sister Fury. Amen. Praise God. I just thank God for that. that, that, that what, I, what I like to do is like Karen to do that for me. Praise God. I don't know about the rest of the congregation, but when she when, I, when she come exalted every time on every Sunday, mm -hmm. that helped me get pumped up. Yeah. Amen. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what I go come through that door with, Karen just knocks it out the door because the one thing she does, she speaks from her heart. And because she speaks from her heart and because she's a humble and well-versed uh, uh, servant, she crows like she crows. She's not supposed to be me. She's not supposed to be you. She's supposed to be as God has called her to be. That's why we the body. That's why we the body of Christ. See, wouldn't it be boring if we were just like everybody else? That's right. And see, we got to get out of that, saints. We got to get out of expectations of people to be like us or to be one of us and understanding that it takes all kinds. That's right. 
So today I'm gonna I'm gonna actually recap a sermon that I did. It's gonna be like actually three sermons in one. And this is gonna be a hard thing, so Pastor, be patient. Y'all be patient. You know, Pastor, if I get along with it, you know how to do that. Put my coattail. But you know, this is what I want to talk about. The that title of the sermon is one, don't be left out. Don't be locked out. Don't be put out. But be sealed up. Don't be locked out. Don't be put out, but be sealed up. Y'all open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25, and I'm going to give a synopsis of of some two two parables, because right now I'm preaching out of the parables that give us principles. Amen. It's great that Jesus gave us lessons to learn, because the Bible says that these things are written aforetime for our learning, that through endurance and patience and hope in the scriptures, that we might have this thing, okay? It is our schoolmaster, these scriptures. It is, our, it is our teacher and what we're supposed to learn. So when he says these things are written before time, he has to be talking about these things are written before stuff he wrote. That's right. Amen. All right. And in Matthew 25, it starts off with the parable of the what? The ten virgins. Amen. Right. You're talking about the parable of the ten virgins. Let, let me just go through that right quick in the synopsis. Y'all follow me. There was ten virgins. Five wise, five foolish. And they had a master that was getting ready to go away. And he said, look, I'm trying to go away. And I'm going to have a party when I get back. I'm going to have a wedding party when I get back. And what I want you to do is I want you to be the forerunner to light the way when I come back. So can you do this? They said, oh, yeah, the ten said, yeah, we can do it. We love you. We'll, we'll get it done. So then the five wives said, you know what? We don't know how long he's going to be gone. We don't know how far he's going. But we have been given the responsibility to have the oil ready for my man. That's right. And all of them agreed to do that. But the five who were considered wise in the book, they took some extra with them. So they had the capacity to go get extra. They had the capacity to hold extra. And they had the responsibility to light the lamp when he comes and returns. The five foolish, same capacity, same ability, but they made a decision. They made a decision that they could wait they could sit back. They had enough oil for the day. They didn't really worry about when the masters come back. Because sometimes the master be taking so long, he'll be back and we'll and, and we'll have time. We'll go get it right before he gets back. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are like that. We want to get it right at the end of a thing. Well, God has given us the ability to get it in the beginning of a thing. That's right. That's right. So the five foolish and the five wise, the master took a little longer than he expected. You know, like we do. We don't come, come home when we're supposed to. Amen. Or when people expect us to come home. So the master said, Master's taking too long. So they all got sleepy. Now watch this. God has no, there's no partiality in God. He didn't separate them. Then they all got sleepy. And then one day they heard the cry at midnight. Here come the master. Here come the master. Here come the master. So the five wives got themselves together, got the extra oil that they had stored for the master and began to get ready their lamps ready. Because midnight is dark. That's right. That's right. So they won't like the way to the wedding party. Some of y'all's books may say the feast. Yeah. yeah. So then we go to the feast. So so the unwise looked at their lamps, their oil had ran out. They got sleepy, they got tired. They have waited for the moment to come, but the moment came at an inopportune time. How many of y'all know God don't come at an opportune time? Right, right, right. 
But he gave each of them according to their ability. That's right. He gave each of them according to their responsibility. And we see the reaction of one versus the other. One got prepared, one didn't. But he still loved them. So all the ones that were foolish turned to the ones that were wise and said, I tell you what, give me some of what you got. And we can go light up the lamps for the master. But the ones that were wise, see, wise people say, look, I can't give you what I got because I might not have enough for the master myself. See, you can't transfer your faith. <laughs> all right. Come on, son. You can't transfer your faith. You can share it, but you can't transfer it. Faith is in your secrets to each one of us, meaning that it's personal. I can share it with Brother Purdy, but I can't give Purdy what's mine. Okay? So I can't give Purdy my responsibility. And I can't give him my accountability. But our reaction to God can be the same. So the reaction was, no, I'm not going to give you what I got, because if I give you what I got, I'm not going to have enough. I tell you what you do. He told him this one thing. Go buy him some. <laughs> go back to the dealer where we got ours, where you could have got yours, and go buy me some. And they said, okay, we will. So they went away to buy. And in the meantime, the master comes back. He's looking for 10. He see five. He take the five and say, let's go. And I'll be nice to the five. The five wives said, "Why well, sisters are coming. He said, let's go. Well, they, they went to go get it. He said, let's go. He said, I gave them the same opportunity I gave you. I gave them the same response that I gave you. And they could have gotten it the same way you got it. So their decision sealed their faith. So he goes into the wedding party. Him and his bride go into the wedding party and shut the door. And just like most Johnny come lately or Josephine come lately, here they come. Running. Knocking on the door. We're here. He stood up. He didn't send his servant. He walked to the door himself. And he looked out to slap. Who are you? Well, we're the, we're, we're the, we're the ladies that, that were supposed to light the way for the party. The party already started. Well, can we still come in? No. Why not? Because you didn't prepare. You made a conscious decision not only to get sleepy, which they the other ones did too, but you didn't take enough of what was about to happen. So he said, you never know the hour in which I'm going to return. You need to watch. So our first parable is we need to watch and wait. That's right. And while we waited, we need to stay prepared. Not get prepared. Stay prepared. Two of these saints of God are trying to get prepared. So they they were locked out. And Jesus connects the two, and now he's going to talk about servants. The next one. There are these three servants. And the master's going to give him their goods. And they're about to go away. And he says, I'm going to give you one five. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you one. High, low, and high, middle, and low. I'm going to give it to you. And the same responsibility as for the virgins was to the servant. But he gave them something to do. The first was supposed to stay prepared. The, the second was supposed to work to, re, to do something for the master. 
So he gave him five, gave him two, gave him one. And the key verse is when he says he gave according to their abilities. So, so what was what you trying to say? Nobody got something that they could not handle. You didn't, you see, this is our problem. We're trying to, ones trying to be twos, twos trying to be fives, and fives look at the ones and say they're not doing nothing, so they can do, go be a four. <laughs> see, but the key is, it's according to your ability. Whether you are one, two, or five, you have an ability. You have a responsibility. And the key to this story that I like to bring up is that when, we, when, we, when we're going to read a little bit of it, God said, look at the woman. He said, look, everything I gave you to do for me is considered little. You've been master, faithful over the little. And then he said, I will give you and put you over much. When God gives you something because he's going to equip you, it's considered little. It may be monumental to you, but it's little to him because we always say, is anything too hard for God? No. So if the God that said, let there be light gives you an assignment and you are one, do it to your best of your ability. Two, two, five. One is not better than the other because they have more to do. All of them are equally responsible. And the reaction of one that was five was the reaction that we should have. He immediately went and took what the master gave him. Immediately. Listen to this. Immediately. That means right now, when you know what you're supposed to do, you ain't got to check in with me. You ain't got to see if I'm doing it by another power of the Holy Spirit. You're doing it by faith anyway. That's right. Some of you looking for a sign from somebody else, and God said, I told you to walk by faith and not by sight. Not by that person's view of the Holy Spirit, but how your relationship is with me. That's it. We spend too much time looking at other people, looking for confirmation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Am I? Am I? I'm not your dog. Can I? Can I? I didn't get assignment. Will you? Will you? I don't know. That's your decision. Let's pick it up. Free to start at verse uh, 25 and 15. And I'll start that. And it says, and this we're going to go down to the two because what he did with the five, he did with the two. So just remember that. I didn't skip it, but it's just not, a, I just want to get down to what I need to do. And I'm reading out the ESV. Well, 25 and 15 starts it off. He's talking about, he talks about the, the talents. He gave one five, he gave one another two, and another he gave one. And the key to that verse is to each one according to their ability. Then he went away. Go down to uh, 25 and 23. I'm coming from the NASB. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. So now the, the master comes back and he's giving out rewards. So you got responsibility, you got the right reaction, and guess what you're going to get, Brother Purdy? A reward. Without the responsibility, there's no chance of reward. Without the reaction, the right reaction, there is no reward. So God is trying to show us by principle that there's this principle of when I give you something, I'm expecting you to do something with it. What did the two, what did the five did? They went and doubled up on what God gave them. And then because one of the rewards was not only did the five get the one who the one, which we know what happened with the one, and we'll get to that. But the reward is that you enter into your master's rest. Mm -hmm. 
But joy of the Lord is my strength. That's right. And when I enter to the rest of the Lord, I'm entering into his joy. And that scripture that says the joy of the Lord is my strength, it says you will eat of the fat of the land. You will drink the sweet wine and you will have abundance to give to other people because you've been obedient to God. See, obedience is tested by responsibility. Mm -hmm. We got too many gopher Christians. Mm. Mm. Gopher? Yeah. They go for a little while and they come back. Oh, I guess. They go for a little while and they come back faster. Right. <laughs> they, they, they don't get what they want and they go. Fur, fall. And then they come on back. Seeing if things have changed, but they missed the opportunity. The opportunity has come and gone, and they have failed the test because the opportunity was see if you're going to stick and stay by faith and let me be God. Let me be God. You may not, my ways are not your ways. My thought is not your thought. But see, you have to remember this. I want you to keep in your back of your mind. He's talking to his disciples, which are Jews. Mm -hmm. And this story can be twisted so many different ways. But I want you to keep it in the back of your mind. He's explaining to them what it's going to be like in the kingdom. What it's going to be like in the kingdom? Yeah. Once he is back on his throne, the kingdom of God will have a whole bunch of different kind of folk in it. It will have maidens. It will have servants. But God is going to do the whittling and the separation of both by their obedience to what they're supposed to do based upon what it gave them to do. Actually, this in one way has nothing to do with you. Oh! That's right. What, Pastor? Actually, this has nothing to do with you and I'm going to prove it to you. Okay, uh, go ahead, Sister Free to read. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, mm -hmm. reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. Stop. Mm. So the one who's given the talent had the responsibility of doing something with it. In the beginning of the story, it said he gave according to their ability. God never gives you ability to do nothing. All right. That's another problem in the church. Y'all so moved by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit don't move you to do anything. I know y'all be lying on the Holy Spirit. Let's just wait and see what the Holy Spirit do. How can you walk by faith and, and, and move in the Holy Spirit at the same time? You got to move. Paul did that. What Paul did was he was going to go south, and then he said the Holy Spirit stopped me from going south. He said, I'm going to go west. The Holy Spirit stopped me from going west. He's going north. The Holy Spirit stopped me from going north. He kept trying to open doors until the door finally opened. And he went east. And I'm just trying to say, you don't have to sit and wait. The waiting is the patience to which you have while you're trying to figure out and walk through what God has told you to walk through. That's how you show peace. That's how you have patience. In the midst of your triangle trying to figure out what God has told you to do, you keep moving. You don't need my approval to move. We need to stop that with these saints like they need to listen to me or listen to you and they're a child of God too. The same Holy Spirit that's in you is in them too. Let them free, saints. I find out when you let them free, they crow like they crow. 
I found out when you let them free, they may go, but they're going to come back and be thankful that you encouraged them to go because they appreciate the fact that you was with them and not against them. There you go. Amen. Amen. Set them free. If they're supposed to be back, they'll be back. But don't sit there and, and put yoke them with something that you can't even bear. Come on, son. Come on, son. Because you can yoke them like the Pharisees. You ain't even tried it yourself. Hmm. Hmm. The Holy Spirit, just leave it alone. Amen. So the main part of this passage is that why did he not do nothing with it? Because he feared. He was afraid. See, when you're yoked to fear, you don't have any faith. When you're yoked to fear, you won't move forward. Mm-hmm. When you're yoked to fear, you will look at something and it's not really the way it is. Think about how he described his master. He said, you have sown, you are such a hard man. You have, you have reaped where you haven't sown and gathered where you have laid no seed. See, what we do when we walk by fear is lie and make up stories and excuses to not to move. See, we'll say, this is the reason. That is any old reason we'll do. Because we're going to say, it's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit doesn't give us a spirit of fear. The Holy Spirit gives us a stronger spirit. But think about this. I want y'all to put this in the back of your mind. Remember I told you this is a little Jews, right? right? So you got the responsibility, you got the reaction, and we got the possibility for reward because they are obeying the law. They are obeying the law. And the one who had won, even though he had the ability, he feared what the law would do to him. The Jews lived under law, and law brings about fear because the law tells us not that we can be holy, but the law shows us that we can never be holy. The law shows us that we can never be righteous before God. The law shows us that we have the, not the capacity, not the ability to do right before God because if you break one, you got to break, you break them all. Right. What do you say with the guys with two and five got lucky? Well, no, they didn't. They just did what the rules required them. And they received the reward. But most of us is like the one. Don't always be the hero. Sometimes be the zero. <laughs> I'm the David. No, you ain't. You're the David that, that do the bad stuff, but you, you ain't. No, you ain't none of that. You're more like Goliath, blaspheming God, and you need somebody to come be a David for you. And that's Jesus Christ, by the way, y'all. It ain't me. It ain't Pastor David. Jesus Christ. So fear, fear forfeits your faith. Fear actually stagnates your faith. We have saints that live in fear because the law of the church has been put upon them. And I don't mean the body of Christ. I said the law of the church. Rules, regulations, this, that. They can't, they got, we got to do it this way. We got to do it that way. And if we don't do it that way, that ain't God. But the last time I checked, God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Sometimes God sends some things to mix things up to see who's faithful. All right. To see who's faithful. What you mean, Pastor? Isn't it like God to test your faith with something that you don't want? All right. Come on. He ain't going to test your faith with something that you want. That's right. That's right, God. Well, why would he do that? Yeah. Yeah. He wants you to be uncomfortable. He wants, you, he wants to test you. He wants to see if you're going to sit down, shut up, and learn something. He wants to see if you can handle being put last when you thought you was first. All right. I teach them that. I'm going to ask you to speak and tell you to sit down. You're not going to speak. 
And I do that for you to, to, to temper them. Because sometimes you're going to run into disappointment in life. And we all run into disappointment. I ran into disappointment. You run, everybody out here has had a disappointed time. But this is the time that you double down on your faith. Even if it doesn't turn out the way I want, I trust God. Because God is ultimately in control. And what God has a funny way of doing, it may not turn out better what I wanted, but it'll turn out better than I can ever imagine. Because I have faith. Doesn't it say in the Bible? He can do it seemingly above all we can what? According to what? The power to so what? That lies within who? You. So there's something in you that needs to be tested so it can grow up and go out and be strong. So I got to bring some disappointment to away. It happened to me. Short story. I was supposed to talk from all these bitches. All this, this big conclave with, uh, uh, you know, yeah. my bitches, my bitches guys. Yeah. And my, I was geek, invited my friends. Y'all know how we do it. We know we're going to speak. We don't get to speak much, so we're going to invite our friends, our family, and everybody. They're going to hear us preach. And we in this big auditorium, five, six hundred people. And guess what? I didn't get to speak. <laughs> but, you know, the slot that I was in, Robert, like a program, they went from that slot to the next person, but after me. And I'm sitting there going, I got all my stuff on, my bishop's stuff. Because I was the adjutant, so I dressed like them. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and they just right over me. Didn't explain. My bishop looked at me and caught his eye. I ain't moved. I just stood there. So on the way home, he said, You alright, Mr. Son? <clears throat> yes, sir. He said, We skipped over you. I said, Really? <laughs> really? He said, Yeah, I skipped over you. He said, You know why I did that? Because you were too proud to speak. Mm. You were going to put on a performance for your people. He said, but you're not mad? I said, no, I'm not mad because what I've learned being with you is God is in control. God knows, tells you what to do to help me. See, the angel of the house is to help you. And when he's directing you and correcting you, it's not to hurt you. It's to help build you. The same word that cuts you is the same word that cures you. I'm going to say it again. The same word that cuts you would be the same word you grow from. That's right. That's right. The goodness of God should lead me to the repentance. That Romans 2 and 4. That word cut me. You know why? Because I didn't think God was good. There was a time in my life I didn't think God was good. But that word that cut me and said he was good, guess what? I built my whole ministry on God. It's good. <laughs> See, it cut me, pretty. Sliced me down. Because God started reminding me how good he's been no matter how bad I've been. That his grace endured forever. His mercy do it forever. So we got this thing where it's, where it's, where it's back to the story. So, so the one who feared was fearful for a good reason. Maybe his master wasn't so bad. But think about this. Maybe, because it goes on in the story, say, if you thought I was a person who did not, uh, 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 I received where I did not sow yeah. and gathered where I had not planted seed, yeah. then what you should have done if you were so scared of me, you should have bought me mine back with interest. And I thought about that. I said, you know what? That's true. Maybe the other two were scared too. They did what they supposed to do because they were scared. But we have a different relationship with God. God said, and that's the way he divided them out. So this kingdom is going to have a whole bunch of different kind of folk in it. But, we, but the thing about it is you think he's talking about the church. And he's not talking about the church right now. 
And let me prove it to you. If Jesus is the bridegroom and, and we're the bride, that means we're already in the party with him. I guess that flew over some people's right. head. You already, okay, let's put it this way. If Jesus is the head and you in the body and he's the master, aren't you in the party with the master? You in the party. You're not an outsider. You don't have to worry about being locked out and you don't have to be worried about putting out because the one he put out, you ain't got to worry about that if you truly are part of the church. Because right. if you buy, if you part of his body, you part of his, you got to be connected to his head. He ain't going to go into the party with his head and leave his body outside. Come on, come on, sir. That's right, brother. See, that's the thing. Your problem is you, you get caught up. I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy I'm going to do it. No, you the body. That's right. They did it to prove themselves. When you do it, you do it out of love. One does it to earn access. You already got access. Not by your work, but by his. Go ahead. Now I'm heading home. <laughs> now I'm heading right, home. God. Go to Ephesians 1 and 1. This is three sermons in one. Amen. Go to Ephesians 1 and 1. So for those who listen, walk in truth, this is, this is the end because we stopped where we talked about them putting out. Yeah. But this is the end of it. I figured I'd go ahead and bring it here. The end of it. See, this is what I want to say, so I'm going to say it again. You are not locked out. You cannot be put out, but you sealed in. That's it. Mm. I'm going to prove it to you by scripture because everything needs to be proved, proved by scripture. That's right. So let's look at the first point. Go ahead. In him. Ephesians 1 1 1 13. 1.13 In him you also after listening to the message of truth the gospel of your salvation having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. So now check this out because you heard the gospel truth because you accepted what you heard and believed in what you heard you are automatically eternally sealed by the gospel of promise which is the Holy Spirit. See, you can't be unsealed. I know some teach that. But what's the point of being sealed if you can be unsealed? <laughs> and if you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, the most powerful entity in the whole world, which is God, whose man is going to unseal you? Neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor things present, nor things to come can separate you from the sealing love of God. That's it. You sealed by the Holy Spirit. Quit telling people because they do something wrong, they are unsealed. No, we fall dead. But guess what? Because God is good, it leads us to repentance. That's Romans, and we can repent and be right back where we started at. We ain't got to worry about the performance gospel. You need to worry about the gospel that saves that's by grace through faith, which you are saved, which is not a gift, it's a free gift, and it's not of your own. It's the free gift of God. To those who believe. That's how you save. That's how you seal. That's how you get into the party. Your past is a past of grace. You walk up to the they walk up to the door with their five talents and their two talents got mm, but you already in because you you came in with the master. Yeah. See they had the body way to access. You have to believe your way to access. You believe your way to access. I got a whole bunch of credit cards and some money in my pocket. 
And I can't walk up to God and say, here's one credit card. Here's, that ain't got no limit on me. One got 5000 one got 2000 one got 1000 And neither one can buy grace. <laughs> you don't have enough money that can buy grace. So quit trying. You don't have enough works you can do to earn your way into God's kingdom. That's why I have to come by grace. That's why I say, be sealed. Be sealed by the Holy Spirit. Don't, 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 don't fall for the okie doke. Go to 2 Timothy 1 7. Second Timothy 1 7. Uh-huh. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, of timidity. Or fear. But of power and love and discipline. Power, love, and a sound mind. God did not give us the spirit of fear. Now, think about this, brother first. He did not give you the spirit to fear the law. Huh? <laughs> that's right. Because that's where fear comes from. You don't have that spirit on you. You don't have you don't have spirit on you. See that isn't that so 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 awesome? That God didn't give me that. He didn't put that burden on me. Because the only way I fear is because I fear the righteousness of the law, but I don't have to worry about that because it was satisfied by Jesus Himself, the lawgiver. And he has the right to justify the ungodly. Jesus, come on here. Come on. And guess what you get because you don't have fear? Power, love, sound mind, or self-control. So when you see a saint out of control, they might be living in fear. See, you can jump back. Now, you don't get lose your salvation, but you may slow down your sanctification. The process you participate in. That's right. The process that you're going to be held accountable for. Because see, this is the thing. Let me go on. I, I, I don't want to be too long. Go to Ephesians 2.10. You know, Ephesians gives us the mystery of the church. I know y'all know that. Because I hear on strong all the time. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Stop. Good. Check this out. Let's take a little bit by a little bit. For we, all of us in this room and everybody calling the name Lord Jesus, are his workmanship. The parable was their workmanship. The parable required performance out of them. Us saints have the workmanship. We are his workmanship. Think about this, brother, pray like this. The talents are their workmanship, and we are his burden of talent. He's working with us. He's working in us. You are his work. God gave him us to work with. As the master gave them talents, the weight of the talents, he got the biggest weight, this sinful man. Gentile. That is far separated from God. You imagine imagine how much a burden you were to Christ. (laughs) But he says, we are his workmanship. Created where? In Christ. That's right. For good works. Now check this out. This is the good part. In the parable, they were given the talents, and then they had to go out and do something with it that necessarily was not prepared for them. They had to go figure out a way. But in this example, for the saved folk, your work has already been prepared for you. So now God did not only work for you, 
But he prepared a work for you. So you don't have to fall under that thing of being this here. You can go and walk about faith until you figure out the work. Because <laughs> whatever he's prepared for you to do, it's going to happen. And I can only give you my testimony. Every door that has opened for me has been opened by God in my least expected moment. That's right. The multimedia ministry. I was just doing, just chugging along. Now, worldwide. Now, three churches. I didn't ask for that. I didn't want that. Because if you keep going by faith, doors will start opening for you that you never could imagine. But if you keep trying to push it and work it and push it and work it and scheme it and know all that other stuff, politics for it, it's not going to work because that's not God. Because when you politic, you're not trusting God. You're not trusting God. You're trusting that you can shake enough hands, kiss enough babies. That's why politicians are hoping that they've done enough so they can get elected. Let me tell you, you are the elect of God. You ain't got to do nothing. Ah. All you got to do is believe. And that's so hard for us, Sister Farmer, because we want to do something. Because we want to prove that we're better than somebody else. We want to walk in and say, I, 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 I can do what you do. So what? I know, I know I can't do what you do. Neither do I want to. I'm too busy trying to do what God called me to do. I can't worry about what everybody else is doing. All I can do is worry about what God has called me to do and be happy in what God has called me to do and be sealed by the God who called me. I'm not worried about falling out. I'm worried about falling in. He said, well, Pastor, what you mean? Falling in love with Jesus. <laughs> Show my love from above because, because this is what he said. He shed his love abroad for all of us, which is his grace and mercy. And then he says somewhere in Corinthians that he said, if you don't have this thing called agape love, you don't have anything. So you can have a religion, you can have, the, you can have a title, you can have all of that stuff. But if it doesn't transfer to true brotherly agape love one to another, he said even the people who are on the outside that want to get on the inside will know that they, you are my disciples by the way y'all want. Love each other. So your seal makes you love. So the work that you have to do is a work of love. Go to Philippians 2.12. I'm, 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 I'm going to relay this plane. Go ahead. Philippians 2.12. You don't have to worry about being locked out. You ain't got to worry about put out. You are sealed to be put in. Amen. 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 Go ahead. So then, my beloved, mm -hmm. just as you have always obeyed, uh -huh. not as in my presence only, uh -huh. but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Stop right there. <laughs> so here's your work. Yeah. All saints. Work out what God got you to do right. with reverence. For what he did for you. God died. Jesus died on the cross for you. So that you can work some things out. It's not by might. It's not by education. He does give to those who have the ability. Because he gave Paul the ministry to the Gentiles. Because of his, his education and the things that he did. But see what Paul said. Compared to knowing you. My education is nothing. Unless you can use it. See, we have to be available for people. People that Purdy talked to, maybe I can't talk to. People that Robert, Pastor Robert talked to, I can't talk to. That's okay. We are all part of the body. So let's just keep talking. Mm -hmm. Come on. That's right. Let's just keep loving. Come on. That's right. The wall of separation has been torn down by Jesus. He did all the heavy lifting so that you can live in liberty and freedom. 
But we keep yoking the people to religion. We keep yoking the people to a building. We keep yoking the people to a title of our church and our titles and our. And it's ridiculous because guess what? He's not going to ask you about your title. He's going to ask you what you do with the grace that I gave you. All right. All right. Come on. He's going to ask you what you do. I get, you said yeah to me. I gave you grace and mercy. I gave you a sound mind. I gave you power, Pastor Perry. From that day you were saved to the that day you closed your eyes. What did you do with it? And I said to say, you ain't, it ain't about being saved. Because those that try to sit, to sit on their salvation, they're going to be in heaven. I told you there's going to be some eight-year-old folk going to heaven in pumpkin seeds. Because they did take advantage of the opportunity. And they're still going to get there. But the only problem is, they won't have any rewards. The Bible clearly tells us that we have rewards that we earn doing his work here on earth. Our rewards are being placed in heaven where Martha and Russ can't eat. But there's no time of reckoning. Where in, in Romans, in one of the Romans, I think Romans 8 something, it tells us we don't have to give an account. What are you giving an account for? Your works that you produce by the grace of God, not by the will of man. So I want to encourage you when you read that parable, I can get, I get what everybody say about it, but I went a little deeper and say, we don't want to live under that. I don't want to live under the stress of performance. I want to end up under the law of grace that allows me to make mistakes, allows me to dust myself off, allows me to continue to go forward. But I have to realize grace still makes me accountable because grace is the most dangerous thing that you can have on the planet because grace gives you a choice. The law doesn't. That's right, brother. That's right. You should be ashamed that you're not exercising your faith. You should be ashamed that you're not exercising that awesome gift of grace and love that God has given you. Because he loved you so much, he died in your place that you can be free. And now that you're free, you're just going to sit on it? God forbid. Mm. Shall we continue in sin and grace shall burn? God forbid. No, we should because we are dead to sin and alive in the spirit to the things of God. And we move by the spirit in faith to do what God has called each and every one in this room and around the world who's listening to do. So I want to encourage you. You're already in. You should have no fear. You need to get out here and do something. What's the work you're supposed to do, first of all? Tell other people about Jesus. Tell other people about Jesus. Just, well, just tell people about Jesus. Start with your own family. You ain't, you ain't got to sit out there and, you know, be no big time speaker. Just tell somebody about Jesus that you're close to. Tell somebody about Jesus that you love. And then work your way out. Start a podcast yourself. Somebody going to go listen to you. Let's think about this. The one that you have favor with may be the one who talks to 10, 20,000 people. I think of all the, pa- all the, all the pastors that are considered famous that have talked, went on to talk to multitudes of people. If you talk to them, you'll find out their pastor didn't re- just didn't have him on anybody. But guess what? The way God's economy works is like this. You may not be the one who talks to tens of thousands, but you may be the one who talks to the one who talks to tens of thousands. And guess what? You get credit for the 10,000 too. Because the gifts are transferable, not your faith. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your people. Continue to teach us and let us walk by faith and not by sight. 
Continue to show us the path that we should travel, each and every one of us. Let us not worry about the five, the two, or the one. But let us live in faith. Walk by faith. Love God. Love God's people. Let's teach us, Lord, in our silliness, how to break down the wall of division that's not even really there. There was a time, Lord, when that was there, but now you broke it down through your death, burial, and resurrection. There is no separation of the body. You can't parse it out. You can't put the hand over here, Lord, and, and the foot over there. We all one body. We all got gifts and talents. But we don't do it to gain access. We do it because we have access. Amen. So let us work out our salvation with this thing called fear and trembling. That we may serve God and serve the body and love each other. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right, if you hear your voice, you are without Christ. This is your time, your moment. Join Christ Jesus. Jesus only wants you to do what much see. We like to thank you for listening to the Walk in Truth broadcast. Our worship service is held every Tuesday and Sunday at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building. Located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. Tuesday's Bible study is at 7 p.m. and Sunday worship at 8.30 a.m. All are welcome. If you would like to donate to this ministry please look in the description box and donate on your favorite platform of choice. Continue to listen to us on our Walk in Truth Radio Network YouTube page and on our Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Facebook page. Please subscribe to either platform to be notified when we are broadcasting. We again want to thank you for your prayers and your continuous support. May God bless you, keep you and always remember, walk in the truth of the Lord Jesus, and be at peace.